Mixer-Minesk. Bam! The future of rock and roll. Welcome to Dog Teeny, Episode 9. In today's show, Simone recounts her recent trip to London and where not to find prostitutes there. Stephanie talks about the good old days when she was a counselor at a Christian camp called Penile. And the ladies are disturbed and delighted by a new product called Rape Axe. Curious? You should be. Without further ado, here's Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong good. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm Donging pretty well. Um, I just got back from my trip, as you know, from England, and I'm a little sick. But um, uh, I'm just realizing how much I uh, uh, enjoy. I really like. I really like to get the phlegm out through the throat, not blow it out. I feel like I always get stuck <laughs> that way. But but I really like when you're like sucking it, sucking it down to spit it out, and it gets kind of stuck like up in the sinus and through the throat. Like you can really feel the tug. You know, like it's coming. We've got it. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of triumphant, you know. But you need to, you know get it and like you feel like I've got my grip on it and it's coming out <laughs> you need some Sudafed we'll totally totally fix that for you yeah Sudafed but then just... I don't feel like I did it like this is my own work <sighs> I, I achieved this I'm not just handing it over to a pharmaceutical company <laughs> oh so. there's no gratification <laughs> yeah got it yeah so yeah when... but yeah so um so yeah so I just got back from my trip so you were in England last week you flew to yes. Scotland first, right? And then where yes, did you Yes, I flew go? to Scotland. Uh, yes, I was in Edinburgh, did some tourism relating to Mary, Queen of Scots, and, um, and I was at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and then we headed down to London, and I was there for almost a week, um, and it was fantastic. But um, what crazy thing, we were staying in Soho, and more than once I came upon doors that said, there are no prostitutes at this address. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, who are wow. these people? Like these drunk assholes, like banging on the door. Hey, Goldie, love. Need Is some love, Goldie? No, I'm just imagining the kind of guys that are like banging on the door, like begging for their, for their, their lovely ladies, and they're just not coming. And these poor people have been like forced to put these signs on the door. I guess these places Holy. must have been brothels, and these people just keep coming back. So, oh my god. Yeah, what a sign to have on your door. Yeah, is that what part of town of Soho is a, a little dodgy or is it? No, no, it's really like <laughs> hip with lots of nice restaurants and, you know, it's, I mean, it's just off Oxford Street, um, which is, that's kind of more touristy and, you know, busy, but, you know, Soho is pretty cool. So I don't, I don't know, it's hilarious, but um, I kind of wanted to dress uh, accordingly and bang on the door and say I was looking for work but I didn't have the guts as usual or looking for a prostitute <laughs> yeah one of the two well Greg and I could have done it separately he could have gone up saying he was looking for a prostitute and I could have said I was looking for work so yeah, we were they handwritten signs or are these signs no no they're like buy? engraved engraved signs that were what? like uh, permanently adhered to the door yes I will put pictures on the on the page oh <laughs> god yeah that's hysterical I know. 
but um but uh i love it there so much and actually had two gloriously sunny days which i hadn't really ever had before like i brought three quarter pants and i thought i'm an idiot <laughs> why the fuck did i bring anything that would expose my skin to england but i actually got to wear them <laughs> two days and i was really proud so i think it's the first time proud. i've had exposed skin um exposed legs in england in like six or seven times I've <laughs> but um but i'm glad to be back because Gosh, I love it, but the plumbing sucks so bad. Like, How? You just well, it's the majority of the time you just can't count on a good toilet flush. Like you pull it and hope for the best. You know, if you've peed, you don't have to worry so much. But anything else, you're like, <gasps> you take a deep breath and just hope that you know there's no plumbing disaster. Like it just doesn't take everything away or. It just, I don't know, ours was dripping. Oh, and the whole toilet, the whole bathroom was carpeted, I might add, you know, you know, so flat. Yeah, just, you feel like when things are carpeted in bathrooms, it's like things are sticking to that, you know? It just seems like it's just hosting germs or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot, of, a lot of plumbing problems. So it's good to be back in the US of A where plumbing is number one. <laughs> it kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> It is. You don't you don't realize how good you have it till you've gone to one of these places. It's nothing you ever think about, but no, you yeah. just count on it working. So, hmm. I guess, but I guess the people in England they just count on it, you know, being a hit or miss sort of thing. So, I guess they're used to that. But I, I wonder if they come here and just be like, whoa, and then they go back and feel like you know they've been robbed. Wow, we really miss American toilets. Yes, I think they should. They probably do. When I I've, I've never been over to England, which is one of the saddest things about me. Yeah, it um, is. Whenever I think of English toilets, I think of um, Train Spotting, the grossest toilet oh, in Scotland. Oh God, yes. <laughs> oh, I know. I know that, and that almost seems like when you're watching that, you feel like that is like the, that is what any British toilet would seem like. It kind of gives that vibe that that's just the nature of their toilets. Yeah, you're not making it. You're not changing my opinion of that really with your no. plumbing stories. So, yeah, yeah, it's like that's all that's left from all the failed flushes. Oh. <laughs> so, what did you get up to while I was gone? I tried to get up to going to see Many Mansions, that band that we we're in love with now. And yes, we played their song at the end of our show a few episodes ago. Yeah, and I was so excited they announced this free show, and I was totally going to go. And um, it was one of those days where I was so tired that I felt like my chest was going to just cave in. Like, I, I, you know that feeling? Like you're so oh, tired. Oh, I know you're that like, feeling. My heart is going to stop. Yeah, you're all jet lagged. You probably know that feeling. So well, it's I, the story of my life. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was going to go because um, I had. My small boat is what it's called. Meets on Tuesday nights, and then the show is right Your after small that. Small boat. It's called Small Boat, and um, it's this church. You know, thing. when I first I read some book once that described a clitoris as being like a small boat with a pee in it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Sorry. So tell me more about your. Small oh my boat. god! I have to tell them about that. <laughs> Because cause it's this church thing. The, the church I go to is called Wits End because um, it's a reference to that verse where the disciples were in the boat with Jesus and they're at their wits end and they're freaking out and then they woke uh -huh. Jesus up. So it's called Wits End. And then the small boats are like kind of a reference to the little boat. Like we're each in this boat together is kind of the thing. Uh -huh. and, and so we always like make dinner together. Everybody brings something and it's just like two hours of, of hanging out. And I... I super love it. I, it's kind of like two hours of therapy sort of thing. Uh -huh. Like these people are fantastic. Like I feel totally safe with them and totally loved. And 
that's kind of crazy but there's this oh there's this girl there who um she's from texas like me and she's about 10 years older but um we figured out that we worked at the same camp in marble falls like but oh, wow. 10 years apart right yeah but it was it was really random because i'd really liked her and we kind of had this connection and then we found out about this camp we worked at called Camp Penile is the name of it. What? I know. That's the name How of it. How do you spell that? P-E-N-I-L-E? P-E-N-I-E-L. It's a Hebrew oh, word. Oh, whatever. It's, it's the, um, it's where Jacob Couldn't they come up? How many other, how I, many other Hebrew words are there? Why would you go with I, penile? No. How, how... Out of touch oh. or Christian. I think they're culture. in touch. I think they're fucking perverts and know <laughs> what they're doing. So oppressed. Oh, how can we slip some sex into here? Let's call the camp Penile. Oh my god. That was a pretty accurate name for the camp, actually. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so anyway, we were saying that we were saying, yeah, we both worked at Camp Penile. And, and um, then we, we both kind of freaked out and started talking really, really fast together. And everyone else in the room said that they didn't, they just like sat there and stared at us. And then later they said, we couldn't understand you guys. You just lapsed into this dialect, like Pennsylvania Dutch or something. Wow. They're like, that was fascinating to watch. And we're like, what? I could understand her just fine. But, but her name's Tracy. She's so hysterical. I just love her because, um, you know, when, when we're talking about a verse or, or something's happened, she's like, fuck. What a fucking lot of pain, man! Glad you did. Glad you didn't give up on God, girl. And someone's like, I think this verse means this. No, maybe it means this. And she goes, It just means a friend is a fucking gift. Come on. Wow, she's so great. She's just a doll. I like adore her. So, anyway, I got to see Tracy, but um, and so that perked me up. I still was not awakened up enough to go to many mansions i had to get up at six in the morning and all that sort of thing so i cried while i was driving i was like mourning (laughs) i was like i'm a grown woman i should not be crying about missing a show but uh yes you should if it's a good (laughs) yes exactly i was like no this is good i I can do this so i was crying about it and and i sent david because i knew that he would really love it like because you know the singer plays drums standing up and um this other band we love called jellyfish like they're the only other band i've known who does that and they do these harmonies mm-hmm. like jellyfish and just so so rad and they don't even have a guitar they just have a bass and I'm, I'm always intrigued by that so anyway i said david and david extra loved it he said when he walked up to the venue that they had already played a couple songs and people standing outside they're like you need to go in there there's a free show and they sound really good and he's like yeah that's where <laughs> i'm going so he goes in and he heard the whole set and then he was talking to them later on after and um, the, he said that they were so nice. He goes, the bass player, I think, I think his name's Zach. He goes, yeah, that guy looked like he would be the douchiest one because he's wearing a wife beater and a vest, but he turned out to be <laughs> super nice. <laughs> but, um, they, they were saying, yeah, we just played the Paramount with them crooked vultures. And, and David said, there was a girl standing there who goes, what are them crooked vultures? And David goes, they're like this rock super group who play loud fucking rock and roll and basically jizz all over each other. <laughs> It's such an apt description. And that's what the bass player guy said. He was like, that is exactly how it is. And then it turns out that they like recorded in their studio. Yeah, no, the the singer and drummer is in Queens of the Stone Age with Josh (laughs) Hom, who's in Them Crooked Vultures with Dave Grohl. And I forget who that person is. But yeah, that is so funny. And I don't think David knew that when he said that. I don't think he did. <laughs> but he said so that they took better. it. Like they're like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. So they know. That's how cool yeah. many mansions are. They know. Yeah, good on him. 
And then he brought me back the vinyl. So that was I know, it's such a beautiful vinyl. I got it too when extra I saw good. it. Extra good. So nice. But you saw Pulp um, while you were over there, didn't you? I did. I saw Pulp. I would really, really, really wanted to go, and I didn't think it was ever going to happen because they're not popular enough in America, and mm. they're playing Reading Festival, and there's no fucking way I wanted to like deal with that nightmare of being at Reading with 85,000 people and yeah, just awfulness. But anyway, and then while I was in London, uh, someone I know told me, oh, I have two free tickets to uh, see Pulp, and she asked me to go with her. So I said, yes, yes, yes. So wow. I went, and yeah, it was fantastic. It was, And I think it's like the last, they, I think Java said that might be the last ever show that they do. So what? it was a really short reunion. Yes, so it's like I, I just lucked out and happened to see the last show. But, um, but I'm not gonna go on describing it because I hate describing shows because I'm not very musical. So all I can really say was, it was so awesome. Aww. And they played Disco 2000 and everyone went, oh, <laughs> like I just, it went fucking crazy. Like I just can't really say anything more than that. Um, well, you can't because it's like a spiritual experience. You can't. Exactly. You don't, you can't really describe it other than it was, it was exceeded my expectations. Oh, I will say that the lighting, I will say that the lighting was so beautiful. Like they had this beautiful neon that said pulp. And, and and just it was just so colorful. It was really one of the most visually beautiful shows I'd seen. It wasn't like really a big elaborate thing. I mean, they had these little screen things with different lighting, interesting stuff going on, but it wasn't like crazy over the top, like a muse show or anything. It was, uh -huh. you know, fairly simple, but just really effective lighting that really just created all these amazing moods. Oh, and you know what? One else thing I can tell you that I learned from that show was when, um, like, I've always been anti techno rave that whole scene when that was going on and anyone I knew was going to that I'm like you're a fucking idiot like I know you're <laughs> taking ease or doing any of that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but then there's that they have this song called sorted out for ease and whiz and um they had this green light shoot out and I was not that far from the front and it just shot out these like green light beams just shooting out and I felt like it just kind of shut everything out except for these beams and like a bit of smoke in the air and I felt like I was at a rave or something and I was like this is so cool and then mm -hmm. I kind of got an idea as to why people might want to go to that because I just really liked it and I wasn't even on drugs so yeah, yeah. no I learned I, something but I still don't ever want to go to a rave I was okay this is I was like you like thinking what is the appeal of this and our friends are, have this band I don't know if they're together anymore I don't think they are called United State of Electronica and everyone said uh -huh. you have to go to this so I'm like okay fine and I went to see them and it was like the second best live show I'd ever seen. And it was, it was, it wasn't techno, it was rock, but it, like they used, you know, synthetic stuff and they had a fog machine and it was just yeah. crazy. Like everybody was dancing and it was beautiful. And I was like, I want some acid and I want to stay here all <laughs> night. I don't want to do anything other than this. And yeah, so yeah. then I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, see, like, why can't they apply more of that lighting and that vibe to music that isn't shitty like techno you know i don't i don't know if it doesn't work as well you know there's there's yeah. a bridge of like you know acceptable electronic music that surely it would work with i don't know yeah. but i still will never go to a rave because i rather saw off my head than listen to techno for more than 10 minutes but if you were all medically altered, then I think it would be pretty excellent, I bet. But then I'd be like selling myself out, like, oh, I'm gonna like, I have to take drugs to like this. I don't wanna do that. I, right. yeah, it's just, there's okay. just no way. Why, why would I wanna take drugs so I could enjoy techno? No, I don't ever <laughs> wanna enjoy it. 
It's like, oh, if you take these drugs, you'll be able to eat shit. Oh, I'll do that then. I don't want to do that. I do not want to eat shit under any circumstances, and I will not do anything that will make it palatable. <laughs> but, but shit is, is objectively bad for you, and maybe the techno turns into something that just is really beautiful I think techno's bad for you. It's just garbage. <laughs> My fucking God. I have to get you into Jay-Z. I have to play No, a you're not going to get me into Jay-Z. <laughs> I have to play a happening. couple songs for you. No! <laughs> oh! Oh, this is so good. All right, you have you have two songs. Pick them carefully, and I'll I will them, listen to them. I know them. exactly which ones I'm gonna I'm gonna send you. Okay, and Do I you want will me to be sing them for open-minded. <laughs> no, I think you want me to get into it, don't you? So let's start <laughs> off on the right foot. Um, uh, yeah, I'll give it. A, I'll be open-minded and listen to it because I do like to be open-minded, but Aww. I don't expect to like it. So. Aww. No, I really okay, appreciate so. just that. Like, you don't have to. It, you know, it adds to the experience if you're driving with people and it's really loud. Like this. <laughs> but remember what your party that you had in January and there's yeah. all this <laughs> hip hop playing, and I was just like, can we please turn? Like, it was really depressing me. Like, I was having a great time when one CD was going, and then that came on. I was like, I hate this. Like, it was really, I just wanted to leave the Aww. party. Except I was Sorry. staying there, so I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, you don't have to just, apologize because I demanded it be turned off until it was. <laughs> I just so, love, yeah. I just love like rap that has the N word in it a lot. <laughs> it's super street. I don't know. I'm, I'm just this retarded white girl who, who loves to hear that stuff. But um, it's funny because whenever I'm driving and listening to Jay Z, I roll up the windows if I see a black person. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I have been holding, I found out about this just before I, I left on my trip, and I've been saving it up to talk about it. Um, it's a device, you know, this is kind of on a sensitive, regarding a sensitive issue, but I think this device is, you know, it goes beyond just the, the issue itself, because it's kind of insane. Uh, what I would like to talk to you about today is a device called Rape Axe. Have you heard of this, Stephanie? Rape Axe? It's like, called a rape axe. Okay. It's a it's a device. No. It's a it's an it's it's to assist in preventing rape. Oh, it prevents it. It prevent well, not exactly. It doesn't exactly prevent it. Well, all right, I'll just explain it and then we'll tear it apart after that. <laughs> okay. How does it work? The rape axe system consists of a latex sheath which contains razor sharp barbs. Oh the device Whoa. is worn in her vagina like a tampon. <laughs> When the attacker attempts vaginal penetration, the barbs attach themselves to the penis, causing great wow. discomfort. Oh my god. That's like when dogs have sex. Did you oh, know that, they have that little happened? Bobs on it? Yeah, yeah, they have little bobs that like on the penis, right? Well, oh, these yeah, bobs are going the... into the penis. These are yeah. latching onto the penis. The device oh. must be surgically removed, which will result in the positive identification of the attacker and subsequent arrest. Fuck yes. Yes. So, you see, this is the thing. It's like you already have to have been raped for this to work. You know, this is it's in there. And and anyway, and on the website, there is a video showing how it works. Yes. It, it shows. Yes. It's like, a, you know, like a computer generated simulation of it. So it like goes in. It looks like it goes in like a tampon and then it sits in there like a like a condom. Stop it. Yes. And then it has. Um, and so, yeah, so the attacker comes along puts his penis in and then this thing attaches so of course he's gonna freak out and pull out and he cannot get it off himself he has to go to a hospital to get it removed lest he tear up his cock so, so um, fucking awesome yeah has the sedan is. heard about this because this could maybe put a damper on 
all the shit that's going on there. No. Well, this is actually this is a uh, this is a product uh, in South Africa. So, oh, um, okay. Yeah. So um, I'll read to you from the FAQ because there's some weird stuff in the FAQ. When the penis becomes flaccid, will Raypacks not drop off? <laughs> no. Once the device is attached, it cannot drop off since the barbs have attached themselves to the skin of the penis and will cause immense discomfort and pain. Not to mention the fact that the offender will not be able to urinate until the device is removed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That is yeah. so fascinating. I have to see this. Yeah, wait till you see the video. We'll put the video up on the side, oh and yeah, it's God. amazing. And the great thing about it is when you have it on your screen, it just keeps playing over and over and over again. <laughs> and, yeah. Next question. Will there be a lot of blood? No. The penis is encapsulated, and the barbs penetrate skin deep only. Rapex will not only prevent unwanted pregnancy, but also the transfer of an STD from the assailant. Bonus. Wow. Um, yes. And this is... This is this is really sad. Uh, when would I wear Raypax? When you think you may be in a compromising situation, such as going on a blind date or having to use public transport late at night. Wow. I mean, or I going can't to imagine. work. Yeah. Or going to, or going to small boat. <laughs> <laughs> or going on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> this is just so sad. Like, I can't imagine living in this world where you're, like, worried, you know, that you'd just be going around with this thing in you because you're worried about being raped. But I saw a thing with a, an interview with, with the lady who invented it. I want every single male to believe that every female has one of these inside them all the time. She said she wants men to think that women everywhere are wearing this, that all women are wearing this. And then let's see how much raping they do if they think that they're going to get this thing stuck on their cocks. Yeah, let's see how much raping you'll do if you yeah. think you're going to get this thing stuck on your yeah. cock. Yeah. So I kind of, yeah. I, I think, do you remember you know, when... Sounds crazy, <clears throat> but I think she's on the right track. Oh, yeah. Do you remember when people were carrying around mace all the time? Like, I remember in college, all these girls had it on their keychain. Like, mace for if they were going to get raped, basically. And I just remember thinking that that was kind of like saying, I am so hot that I have to fend people <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no, I don't think we had the mace it. thing quite going in Australia, but I, oh, I didn't okay. think of that way. Well, I think I was raised paranoid, so it made sense. My grandmother, because, you know, I'm, you know, of Sri Lankan parentage and hence curry is a staple. My grandma used to carry a bag of chili powder in a bag <laughs> and oh, she was going to yeah. throw it in the face of an attacker. She's like, <laughs> she was always, everywhere she went, she had a bag of chili powder in her bag. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't that awesome? That is so freaking funny. Now I want to know, know what it feels like to get chili pepper in your eyes. Yeah, chili powder. I think it's worse than chili pepper. And so I'm looking more to the FAQ. Um, see, why do you put the bur burden onto women to protect themselves? Who do you expect to protect you? If all the men <laughs> out there could possibly be rapists, who do you expect? Exactly. So, but then the follow-up question is is quite weird. Uh, why don't you go and educate the rapists not to rape? The answer. Oh God. Do you have burglar alarms and a car alarm? Well, wouldn't you rather go out and educate the robbers not to burgle? Why do you go such lengths to protect your home and not your body? So it's essentially telling you to, yeah, you've got bars on your window, car alarm, put a vagina alarm on, essentially. Vagina so. alarm. <laughs> 
So um, now, oh my God, the favorite, my favorite thing that I heard, because uh, I was doing more research, because it almost seemed like so crazy. I was like, is this even real? But I found more stuff and it, and it is real. So there's a video like talking about, you know, it's all pro, pro, pro. But then there's one guy talking about the problems of it, which is the risk of women hurting themselves, having it in there. Yeah. And he had, he had this to say. You wouldn't want it inside. You have it right and have these little sharp things that we'd have trouble getting out. And if you think it's a problem getting off a penis, it'd be hell getting out of a vagina. <laughs> I want to hear a testimonial from someone that, that this is clamped onto. Yeah, like one of those, you know, when they interview someone and their face is shadowed and their <laughs> voice is muffled and they talk about their experience of being rapexed. I really want to hear from that guy. That fucking asshole piece of shit. How does it feel to have that thing stuck in your cock? <laughs> I wish I'd never even gotten out of bed that day. <laughs> <laughs> I want oh, you man. to be the one to interview him. You fucking, oh, awful, you fucking awful piece of shit. How does it yeah. feel to have gotten your dick clawed off? Wow. Well, <sighs> I, w- I want to know what I also would like to hear from someone who tried to take it off without going to the hospital like what what what, like did did it just shred it like i want to really know what happened to it oh yeah many many questions so many questions so a couple weeks ago i read this story and sent it to myself for for, for the discussion Uh, and that was the story of a woman uh in your lovely state of washington who attempted to sell her baby for five hundred dollars at Taco Bell. Yeah. Isn't it awful? Like, I mean, the whole thing is awful. You're trying to sell your baby? Bad. Selling your baby for $500? Bad. Selling your baby for $500 at Taco Bell? Wow. I mean... Oh, you already... Yeah, how did they catch her? Did, was she well, the person to she tried to sell officer? the baby to... The person she tried to sell the baby to called 911. Okay. Said, uh, this lady tried to sell me... Wow. At Taco Bell. I mean, I just don't think why if somebody's you're going to Taco Bell, these people don't have five hundred dollars. They're eating at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, at least go to Olive Garden for God's sake. <laughs> people have a little more money. But Taco Bell, I mean these people are looking for an eighty nine cent burrito. Oh yeah, yeah, just go to the ATM. Oh my god. That's a very good point. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, yeah but it's just like wow. That well, I mean, if I was that kid, if lot. you were that kid and you you grew up and you kind of knew your story, I think the Taco Bell pot would be one of the big sticking points of, oh. of that that you're talking about in therapy. Just, you know, just that's a really good point. So <laughs> I've actually been in therapy groups with people who've said that that happened. They were they were sold. Attempt- yeah, they were attempted to be sold. Yeah. How did they find this parents. out? Because of because you know the state took them away. I mean, these are just the lucky ones who survived or whatever, got enough, got out to go to therapy and some eventually. These people are messed up, too. Yeah. But, you know, they have the state records and they know, like, what has happened to them. They're raised in foster oh. care. and Yeah, it's really heavy. It's terrible. I just, it's, yeah, it's, it's How so... How can you ever get over that, that your parent tried to, tried to sell you? Yeah, no. I mean, how do you? Because that, and then that's what the therapy is based on. Like, what's my worth? Why, where does my worth come from? Is it from by the fact that I was born to these insane addicts who wanted money for their habit more than they wanted me? You know, so. Yeah. 
but it's really beautiful because there's a lot of good stuff that comes of it. Like to see see them like realize stuff and and see their self esteem start to form yeah. and grow is the coolest thing ever. It makes me think. Okay, anything bad that I've been through, there's hope. You know, like you can heal from stuff and change. So there's yeah. the, there's the bright side to that, but. But it is very encouraging. Well, I hope little Taco Bell baby um, uh, finds the same uh, the same comfort at some point in their life because they'll probably find out about this. Well, when you said Taco Bell baby, that made me think of Natasha Leggero's bit about toilet babies. Because <laughs> <laughs> she loves that, that show, I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I really want to see that show more. I used to tell my sister she was born into the toilet. Sorry, Bunyan. <laughs> One last thing I want to say about this um, this Taco Bell baby is this article that I'm looking at. You know that Mexican restaurant you took me to in Seattle? Um, well, uh, I guess not, not not Mama's. The other one we went to once, and it kind of like there's like seating at the back, and we could like go up little steps, and like we had to oh, take yeah, our own tray. Gorditos. Gorditos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, you know they have those pictures on the wall of like the babies, the burritos <laughs> that are as big as babies. They have one of those pictures on the wall in this article. It's the same one. <laughs> I took a picture of it. I was like, I know that picture. I know that burrito baby. In this article about Taco Bell, they did a Gordito's picture of a baby next to a, a giant burrito. It's so I'm awesome. just getting this straight in my head. Okay. Wow. Speaking of burrito <laughs> babies, Greg, when he was born, he was born in, um, in Darwin, in Australia. And his mother told him that after he was born, they wrapped him in aluminium foil. <laughs> to keep him warm was he john i don't know what it was, was i don't know on? because it's it's the tropics there i don't know why they would need to keep him warm uh and it was november so you know it's ne- it's summertime there so i, I don't understand oh. it but um but Wait, yeah but I, I like to call again aluminium we spell it aluminium you say aluminum and you spell it aluminum uh-huh. we spell it aluminium and say aluminium i've never so, yes. heard that ever That's you've never so heard cool. it never well. ever I'll show you. I'll prove it with pictures of our boxes of foil. Um, <laughs> okay. But anyway, I like to call Greg. I like to call Greg a little burrito baby because he was Aww. wrapped in foil, a little mission burrito. Oh, um, mission burrito! One thing I want to add when we were talking about the rape acts, and I said the word condom. Mm-hmm. I hate having to say that because did you say condom? Because I say condom, <laughs> and I, I feel really uncomfortable saying it to Americans. Condom. And but then you should see, yeah, right. But I can't say condom because I just sound like I'm trying to do an accent, so I can't. I have to, to say me, condom. Though. What's that? I don't. You don't sound like you're trying to do an accent to me. You just sound normal. So if I just said yeah, so this rape axe, it's like a condom. It just doesn't yeah. sound right. Does it sound it like right I'm trying to too hard? Oh yeah. Well, of course it sounds right to you, but it doesn't sound right <laughs> to you coming coming from me. Because I didn't know that that Brits and Aussies said condom. Condom. <laughs> Do you know what so Brits I'm say? Call them now. Condom. Condom. <laughs> so gay. I don't want to have sex it? anymore since you just called it a condom. No thanks. Condom. That's a good There's reason to get married, um, so you don't have to say condom anymore. Let's <laughs> get <laughs> tested so that I don't have to say that anymore. There's this huge um, art installment um, downtown, and it's made out of latex, and it smells exactly like condoms when the sun hits it. It's so funny. Wow. Condoms. Sounds rubbery good. On that note, on that bouncy note, um, <laughs> um, I guess we'll uh, wrap this show up. Before we go, though, I did want to thank all our listeners for uh, tuning in regularly. We've been keeping track of our, our downloads, and uh, we are astounded by your commitment. So thank you, everybody. 
Yeah, super uh, nice. Yeah, we're touched. So uh, keep up the good work, and we will do the same. And also, we needed to thank uh, our friends Aaron Mason and Phil Peterson, who uh, allowed Stephanie to record early episodes. We finally got our shit together, and Stephanie can record on her own now. But uh, the early episodes wouldn't have been made possible without those guys. So we just want to say thank you. Oh no, they're so sweet. Love you, Aaron and Phil. And I guess that wraps it up. So until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye. Bye, Simone. Bye. Bye. Please visit DongTV.com for supplementary material from today's episode. Far behind the forest of flying paper airplanes grazing on the grounds of ponytails. The substitute is counting down her ticks till recess, hammering down to size her fingernails. Because today is the Shoulders. Lunch is on the table, soon dessert is on the floor. Singing. So serene, Sabrina makes me feel so serene. So serene, Sabrina makes me feel so serene. Chesney's looking dapper in his brain.